online. Um, we've got a lot coming up, and if you are new with us or just want to know what's going on, there's a QR code that you're going to see on the screen. Uh, if you take your phone out, that will lead you to some links. It'll lead you to our weekly bulletin, uh, as well as other ways that you can connect with us. Uh, if you are uh, somebody who calls Press Church home or somebody who would love to be generous, we uh, encourage you to give. We encourage you to um, express your faith in God through generosity. And so we have a couple ways to do that. We have a text to give number that you can use. We have a box by the back exit that you can leave. And you can also give online. There's a link uh, through that. It is through uh, support of people like yourselves who allow us to do what we do. Um, and as you've hopefully been seeing, uh, it's because of that that we are able to hear some of the great stories that we've been hearing about how God is moving and working in the lives of the people here at Press. Um, I do want to highlight a couple things that are coming up. First, uh, in two weeks, we have our anniversary Sunday, October 8th. We are going to be celebrating three years as a church. It's kind of crazy. Three years. And not only are we celebrating our anniversary, we are also having a chili cook-off. So if you're someone who thinks you make the best chili, bring it, right? Let's go. We, we got a cool, we got a trophy, we got some stuff. So uh, make sure to, to bring your A-game. There's hopefully going to be, there better be some good chilies, people. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to some good chili. Uh, if you want to make a chili or bean, please register. Uh, there is a link that you can follow uh, just so that we know uh, how many to expect and all that. Um, but make sure you register. It's going to be fun. The other thing, coming up at the end of October, there is a event in power called Candy by the Carload. And basically, we are going to have a press booth giving out candy this year. Um, so we are going to start collecting candy this coming month. So make sure when you're out uh, grocery shopping or whatever, grab a big bag of candy. We're going to have a table set up in the lobby uh, where you can drop all that off. But that would be a great way for us to just uh, show the community we're here uh, and uh, love on a little bit. So that is coming up. Make sure to be here um, October 8th and make sure you're bringing some candy. All right. Uh, we are in the series called One Another, and we've added this Press Stories badge to it. Um, and we've just been talking about what does it look like to be in community together as believers, as people, as Christians, followers of Jesus. Uh, how do we uh, interact with each other? How do we treat one another? Um, and it's, if you know, I mean, we all know it. It's like dealing with people can be difficult. Uh, it's hard. Personalities, experiences. Uh, and, and doing church together can be very difficult because of those things. And so we've just been focusing on how do we live in community in a way that's honoring God and loving to the people around us. And the other cool thing about this is we've been, uh, for the last three weeks, getting to share stories of people here at Press and how uh, we've been engaging in just treating one another this way and how Press has blessed uh, you guys. So we have another story today, but before we get into that story, uh, we have a car video. Every week, the pastors, our teaching team, we get together and we basically talk about the message for the day or the direction of the week. And so we have another car video for you. So let's watch. Uh, utilizing your gifts, utilizing what God has given you, uh, no matter what that is. I mean, that can be financially, that could be, you know, with your hands, whatever thing uh, that you have, using it as unto God, that is what we're called to do, right? Mm -hmm. 
But the real challenge is actually doing that in, in total humility, mm-hmm. doing it with an absolute servant's heart. And that's where it becomes a challenge sometimes, right? Because, yeah. I mean, sometimes when you're really good at something, it's hard to be humble in using it. You're right, yeah. You, you know, I mean, yeah. a, a high-capacity person, yeah. sometimes it's hard to humbly, yeah. you know, do something that seems menial. Yeah. Sean, with the, his his face, I'm sure it's really hard. <laughs> it's got to be hard to be humble. <laughs> to, to, yeah. And yet he is. <laughs> I know. With the face. <laughs> he uses that mug for God's glory. That's right. <laughs> I can't even... <laughs> no, but it's, I mean, it's definitely a thing where uh, we we really need to bring our heart before God when yes. we utilize the gifts that he's given us, right? They are his gifts. That's right. So that's, that's the first place to start. Yes. Yeah, sometimes the greatest gift you can give is by allowing someone else to operate within an area you think you're most gifted. Right. Because it creates space for more people to be connected. Yes. Instead of you just taking over and doing everything. Or, you know, think back to what we talked about uh, the other week about, like, next generation and young people. It's like, instead of just viewing it through you, how can you be a part of someone else's life that now you're you're taking your wisdom and your experience, your knowledge, Mm -hmm. and using that to embolden somebody else or, you know. I mean, yeah, absolutely. So much opportunity there. Yeah. Yeah. And that certainly doesn't mean if you have a gift, you shouldn't be using it right, for right, the church. Right. By all means. Yes. You know <laughs> well, I guess I'm not going to tell them I'm good at this. <laughs> right. And in fact, I mean, we see some great examples of people who, who have done that, yeah. and not only throughout history or in biblical context, yeah. but uh, within the press community, yeah, right? Absolutely. Um, and it is really important to use your gifts, but it's absolutely important to do that in humility yeah. and, 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 and with a servant's heart. Yeah. Because yeah. you know? that builds up the body in more ways than you understand. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, we've been asking for stories, especially stories about how, you know, being at press, being part of this community is uh, interactions here at the church. And so uh, before we, I guess, get too far into it, I'd love for you guys to hear a little bit of their background, a little bit of their story, where they're coming from, uh, and then we'll kind of dig in some more. So, Phil and Vicky, why don't you, you guys can take turns, or however, whoever wants to share first, go for it. But just share us a little bit, if you want. <laughs> Phil, Phil, by all means, share us a little bit about yourself. How, a little background, how'd you get to Ohio? Uh, just, yeah, some of your, your life story. Share with us. Well, thank you, Sean. Uh, <laughs> nice to see you guys out there. Yeah. Lots of familiar faces. That's great. Um, let's see. Background, starting with birth. No, no. <laughs> sure. I, you know, if it's a good story, let's I go for it. I was born in a log cabin. A log cabin. I wouldn't be surprised nope. if you said So that. we've been here in Ohio for about a year and a half. Yeah. And um, uh, we didn't expect to come to Ohio. We lived in California before this. We expected to leave California, uh, and we were very grateful to do that. Um, but the reason we ended up in Ohio was because of our granddaughter, um, our youngest granddaughter, I should say. Um, and well, and of course, their mother, her mother and father, but, but yeah. it's the granddaughter that we came for. It's about the grandkids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so we moved out um, April last. April before last, um, and uh, we came from a fairly large church in California, 
Um, so just to give you an idea, on Easter, for example, we had nine services in our 3,500-seat auditorium. It was filled with overflow. So in order for us to really connect with um, the folks there, all 20,000 of them, we, we joined a life group. Uh, we joined a life group, um, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, let's say. Um, and uh, a life group is just a smaller group of people, usually 10, 12, um, that, that meet and um, do what we're instructed to do, which is fellowship and prayer. Um, and so when we came out here, we started looking for a church. And um, um, we had two criteria, really. Uh, one was we didn't have to drive across Columbus to get to it. And the other one was that um, they stressed life groups. Um, and I'm going to let you pick up from there. Oh, at, okay. Start over and end up at the same place. Oh, end up at the same place? Yeah. Okay. Um, we rehearsed this. No, we didn't. <laughs> we should have. <laughs> um, so he didn't talk about his background. So he grew up basically Catholic and um, stepped away from church when he was a young man. I grew up Presbyterian, stepped away from church when I was a young woman, went off to college, and it was, bye-bye, I'm not going to church ever again, kind of thing. So both of us came back to Christ and devoted ourselves to Christ as adults. So, um, in fact, uh, we met because, <laughs> because of sort of that. I was getting my teaching credential and my mentor teacher. I was, I was a young widow, and I had just gotten to the point where I was starting to date again. This is a great story I had to tell. It's not related, really, but so what? <laughs> and so I just kind of said, okay, I hear you're married to a, a priest in the Episcopal Church, which they can do. They can get married. And she said, yeah. And I said, you, do you know of any single men? And she said, I know one. <laughs> He goes to my church. And my spidey senses started yeah. tingling. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so we met. We both were pretty renewed Christians at that point. And we got married pretty swiftly. And, um, and we, we initially were going to the Episcopal Church, but then I managed to get him to go back to, it's called Mariner's Church in Orange County. So anyway, so picking up from there, we, we were in, a couple of different life groups, but the one where we really connected was our last life group, and we're still friends with those people, and we still kind of see them occasionally on Zoom. We have like Zoom meetings to catch up. A couple other people have also moved to other states, so we're kind of like all over the place. Um, but we were looking for life groups uh, pretty much, when, and, and we were looking at the websites, and this is the church that had life groups and so we watched a couple of um, messages online and we thought this is kind of this is, looks like a nice you know young church it's you know, smaller than we're used to but we like that idea <laughs> just a little bit yeah just, just a little just, bit just, just a, little, a bit. little bit and it was new and and frankly sean reminded me of our had he was then retired at that point our senior pastor uh, Kenton B. Shore. I'm wise no, as a, young, as a young, as a young, as a young man, because I had started at the church kind of years before that, 
Um, and Kenton was, was young, was probably a little bit older than you, Sean. And I just was impressed by Sean. I thought, gosh, this is like a young guy who's really on fire for the Lord, and there's going to be, I think, life groups, and let's just go check it out. And so we did, and um, we were pleasantly surprised. Church was friendly. We liked how everybody was really nice and friendly and welcoming, and then we uh, went to the mega life groups a couple times, got to know people more. And then we decided we hadn't volunteered for anything in a long time. Early in our marriage, we had for about 10 years volunteered in the Sunday school um, at our church. And um, we kind of kind of dropped out of that. I don't know why. I think because the kids, we started with a group of kids and they moved up and then they went off to junior high and high school and we weren't I wasn't, I wasn't. You didn't like ready. the kids anymore after that? Well, we did, but, you know, I'm a ele- retired elementary school teacher, and so it was really pushing it for me to even take those kids through fifth grade, you know? Um, not that I don't like, because some of you out there are thinking, oh, she's the Sunday school teacher. She's my kids in fifth grade. It's, just, <laughs> it's not like that. Um, so we just sort of stopped, and I was kind of, we were kind of sad about that. We didn't really... I don't know. So when we got here, we thought, this church is small. They need us to volunteer. <laughs> so, so, and naturally for me, it was elementary uh, Sunday school. And for him, back at the Episcopal Church, he'd been in charge of um, buildings and grounds. And so that was a natural for him to do that. So we've done that. And we've really, we've gotten a lot ourselves personally out of doing this because we've met more people and we feel connected again to a church probably more than we did our mega church because we pretty much know just about everybody if not by name by sight anyway and um it it just it's really done a lot for us so i think the one thing that i think about with you guys and you didn't really brag on yourselves much but you guys both are very uh have a very interesting background as far as even work. So Vicki, you were a lawyer at one point. Um, and Phil, I don't know, how, how many degrees do you have? Do you have like 20 degrees or something like that? Oh, just one? No, you but don't. You have three, two. Plenty of degrees. Oh, okay, okay, fine. Anyways, but like, what I found so interesting with you guys is how um, capable of people you were. Like, um, you, you're very smart, very uh, capable people, and you, when you came in, um, something that stood out to me was just your willingness to serve and just be, be used. Um, obviously in the car video, talking about like this humble service, and that's really our main idea for today, is this idea of humble service within community. And I think you guys just uh, embody that so well because you came in uh, and just kind of was like, how do you need help? Um, and so what would you say, you, you mentioned it a little bit, what would you say in, in your mindset of coming here, like what was your mindset with that? Was it just kind of like, hey, we wanna be helpful, in whatever way we can. So kind of what is your mindset around that? And then maybe what's like some of the things that you've noticed just being faithful and just doing those maybe seeming small things uh, within the church? Um, when we first came here in, I don't know, it was, must have been May or maybe even June of last year, um, we, we came a couple of times and we would talk about it on the way home. And we made a, a commitment early on um, to this church in our, in our minds. We didn't tell you about it yet. But um, uh, what we saw was um, 
you know, a young church trying to grow. And we'd been involved in another church that did that. And we thought, we want to be, we want to be a part of this. Um, and um, we want to see this church grow. We want to see um, the people commune with each other. And we just wanted to be part of that. And so we jumped in with both feet quite soon after that. Yeah. Anything you want to add? No, I don't have any dad. <laughs> but yeah, no, we, we decided early on that that's really what we wanted to do. And um, it just seemed like, you know, the people need Jesus. Yeah. And we just wanted, we saw how eventually the megachurch it started out with like 200 people that church and over 20 years it is now 20,000 and it has multiple ministries that reach out to the community um, that we wanted to help start that we figured you know we might not be around at the end because of our age but but we'd like to get that started we'd like to see that started because this is a great place where people really care about each other and I think we can all just reach out and care for the people in our very own community with the, you know, with the, the Dream Center is a big yeah. example. Yeah. That was really something we did a couple weeks ago. We, we volunteered for that. Um, awesome. And that just really gives you a heart for, for people that are in need of Jesus yeah. all over again, I guess. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I, again, I can't speak enough. I think that um, your mindset in coming in um, is something that I think um, so many people could take example from. I, th I know a lot of people who it's like they want to come in and they want to tell, them, oh, this is what I can do and this is how I can do it. And, and you guys are just kind of like, hey, how can we help? Um, and again, I said, you guys are very capable people, very smart. Um, and so I think it's been great just to see, um, you know, use you guys almost as an example of like, hey, this is, this is awesome coming in and seeing the potential. I think that's something that even we talked about last week about thinking about the next generation, next leaders, and I feel like, um, I know for me personally, as a younger pastor, having people come beside me and say, hey, uh, I like what you're doing, I like where you're going, I see potential, um, and I think that that's, that's so important to, to have that, and have the wisdom of different generations that can come alongside, help out, and be a part of that. Um, so something you guys do, I guess we didn't, I didn't really say, so Vicki, you help teaching, impress kids, um, that's right. <laughs> It's got to be Chrissy back uh, If then. you <laughs> are somebody that, uh, as she said, we always need helpers. And we've, we've mentioned we care about our kids. Um, and if you are somebody that, that would like to serve in that capacity, who would like to help, who would like to just pour into kids and help them you know, grow in their faith, um, that's a great opportunity. Uh, and we really value that. And that's something, you know, at a vital time, you, you stepped in um, and, and really helped with that. Uh, and then, Phil, you, you help lead a, a Wednesday crew. Um, and this is something that uh, nobody ever sees. Nobody ever sees what happens uh, throughout the week at church. But every Wednesday, we have a, a group of guys that come and take care of the facilities. And I didn't tell you guys this, but I'm actually going to have the Wednesday crew come up. So I want, if you're a part of the Wednesday crew, get up here. Let's go right now. Come on up. Come on up. So this crew... There are our retired, wise uh, group of guys. Every Wednesday, 
Okay, come on in. You can kind of just sneak sneak over here. So, so we got Denny, Ron, and and Keith. And every Wednesday, Phil, Denny, Ron, Keith, and also Debbie. Debbie is sitting out in the audience. Uh, they come and they take care of the church. They fix things. They clean things. They make sure we're on maintenance schedules. Uh, they, I mean, you name it, they do it. Um, and this is something like you, you'll never see this. And they never talk about it. They don't get paid. They're not looking for accolades. Uh, but they just... <laughs> <laughs> He's been talking about his overtime pay with me every week, and I'll, I keep pushing it off. So when we get a, when we get an HR person, I'll I'll uh, I'll send him your way. Um, but seriously, now these guys um, they put in a, a ton of time and effort to making sure that um, things are working and in order, um, and you just never see it. And I think. Obviously, I mentioned Phil and Vicky. I think this, this group is just such a great example of humble service. Um, not looking to get something, not looking for any sort of accolades, but just because they care. They care about what's happening at the church. They want to see it continue to grow and continue to be healthy. The other thing I think that is awesome, Keith's kind of hiding behind me. So Keith used to run this uh, team. And over the last, what, four months or so, um, he's been handing over the reins for Phil, who has now taken over kind of as the lead guy um, and it's, again, really cool to see uh, Keith saying, hey, I used to do this. Please take over. I don't have the energy I used to. I have other things that I care about. And, and it's like, <laughs> I think it's beautiful to see, uh, again, that there's, there's not this, this fight for control. There's not this fight for, well, this is how I did it. He's like, hey, here's the material I have. Here's the schedules I have. Run with it. Uh, and I think it's great to see just them working together. Uh, in that capacity. Um, and then the first thing that Keith said uh, when I texted about them coming up, he's like, hey, just make sure to say how excited and blessed we are to have uh, Phil running this team. And I just, you know, uh, they love you, Phil. Uh, thank you for stepping into that. Um, but it's just, it's another great example of, of just people being in community and helping um, for one common goal. And I think you guys are a great example of that, that behind the scenes and shadows and making sure that things run the way they're supposed to. So um, can we just... Can I, can I add something? Add something? Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So um, what I want you to notice is that uh, Keith has handed the reins to the younger generation. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, so if you look at the average age of the group up here, what we need is some younger folks. There you go. Those early retirees or somebody who can come in on a Wednesday morning. If you've got a no, Wednesday morning. It doesn't morning. have to be Wednesday morning. We'll make room for you any old time that you can, you can come. There you go. You care about grounds and facility, you talk to Phil. How about that? <laughs> and we could use more Sunday school teachers. You know, the thing, the thing that's really cool about it is like, I, you don't have to come in there and think, oh, you know, oh, you know, she's a teacher, so it's easy for her. No. Like I said, when I first volunteered, I thought I was just going to be doing first, second, and third grade. Those, that was my experience. And then Chrissy quickly tells me, oh, by the way, you're going to be teaching kindergarten through fifth. I'm like, what? <laughs> All in one class? Yeah. So that was kind of scary. But, you know, once they started doing it, it's not. And, and I know for a lot of people out there, it's hard because you're working and, you know, um, but really, it really benefits you personally, too. Yeah. It's, it makes you really closer to Jesus, and it Really, it's really, 
I feel like the church has done more for me than I've done for the church. Mm. So um, I really would encourage you, if you can, to, to find some place that you could maybe help um, with some volunteering. The Dream Center, they have weekend events. The Monday night that you've Monday talked night. about, the yep. groceries. I wish I had my, my child, well, our grandchild is too young yet, but when she's a little older, it would be really nice to take her along on something like that because I think a lot of kids really need to have to see their parents serve and serve with their parents. Yeah. So um, anyway. Yeah. No, that's if you awesome. can do you that. You guys are a great commercial. You can keep going. Yeah, you <laughs> go for it. Just, just go for it. Let the, I say it all the time, but to, to hear other people say it, it's great, right? Um, community is important. Serving is important. And you can watch church online afterwards. There you I go. I got caught up in two. I watched two services yesterday. <laughs> Look at that. Look so at that. you can do it online. It's very easy. YouTube, YouTube, Spotify, all the major streaming places, you know, all that stuff. It's like a, it's like a press commercial right now. This is great. I didn't get paid. Where's my pants? Right. <laughs> the, that comes from the royal, the online royalties that we get. Um, okay. Yeah. Can we just one give them a round of applause and just thank them for? for you guys are awesome. All right. You guys are good. Thank you so much. I will take that. I knew that was going to happen. It's, uh, I, I love hearing stories. I Hopefully you guys have been encouraged hearing stories, um, all different ages, all different types of people, different backgrounds. Um, and I, I will say, I, I, I said it already, but Phil and Vicky have been just a blessing. Um, a lot of times as a, as a young pastor, I know a lot of church plants, they get people who come in uh, to the church, like, ooh, it's a church plant. I can come in and help them. And they get these people who just come in, and they try to really force their way. Um, and just the humility of Phil and uh, Vicky has been uh, it's such a blessing to us. Um, and I so hope you guys can recognize uh, just the importance of what they have done for this church. Uh, I have a quick uh, piece that I want to talk about here in my final couple minutes. So if you do have your Bibles, turn to Romans chapter 12. I think this uh, encapsulates um, what we've been talking about today and what the focus is today. It's Romans chapter 12, uh, verses 1 through 5, um, and it says this. It says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourselves with sober judgment in accordance with the faith that God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to the others. In this first section, Paul is basically pleading to the readers uh, to live a life uh, in, in response to what God has done. And, and really to live a life uh, because of, of Jesus, because of, of what they know. And this is a common theme that we talk about a lot. Because of what God has done, 
I want to live a life a certain way. I'm doing this in response to him. I'm not doing this so I get to heaven. I'm not doing this in order to get God's love. It's truly just a response. I am living a way because of what God has done. And when we think about that, when we think about what God has done for us, it allows us to live accordingly. And I don't think it's random that Paul, right after the section, goes right into our interactions with each other. He's saying, you know, live, uh, uh, he's saying, this is, this is your true and proper worship. You know, having your mind renewed. And then he goes right into living with each other. And it's this theme of one another and the community. It's the main reason why we've done this series. We're a very individualistic society. Uh, we're very much about I do it on my own, and I don't really need help. We're so individualized. And we've also get to the point where we don't even need each other. I think we talked about this. It's like I can order groceries, deliver to my house. I can stay in my house and not see anybody else for weeks on end and be totally fine. Maybe not mentally, but be totally fine. Maybe not spiritually, but be totally fine. I have my needs met. And, and it's so important and something we see in Scripture, that community is vital to your spiritual growth. Community is vital to your life of following Jesus. Can you be a Christian and not go to church? Sure. Would I recommend it? No. Is it good? Yes, you should be there. Your spiritual health is important. And, and so many times I see this in the church, you know, the pri- list of priorities and usually church is at the bottom. If I have time, if I didn't stay up till 11.30 watching Ohio State beat Notre Dame, whoop, whoop, yeah, there we go. That'll wake you up. Yeah, right. I'm, I should get my Ryan Day. I was like, man, all right, I'm going to get my Ryan Day on today. You need church. Everybody's waking up now. You like that. You need Jesus. I don't care what he said. Anyways, church is important, uh, and, and community is important. In our interactions, it's biblical, and it's needed. And so I think when you look at these three to five verses, the verses three to five, you can't help but see this idea of humility. You can't help but see this idea of, of a service to each other in humility, and, and really this idea of belonging to each other. Again, this, this individualistic society that we have, we don't think about that. We don't think how we're connected with each other. And Paul is saying, no, we are connected. We, we are, it's like one body. They're connected. Different, different expressions, different, different forms of, of expressing your faith, but one body. Different functions, one body. And so I think today, as we uh, close up and wrap up, my, my one encouragement uh, for us is this, and I think there's really two challenges that I see in these verses. The first one is this. Know your role. Know your role. A lot of us come in, and we, uh, they, I, I think people fall on two sides of this. Either you come in, and you have a very low uh, self-esteem, a very low view of yourself, or you're somebody who it's like, you probably need to be brought down a little bit. You guys, you guys all know that person who it's like, they come in, like, yeah, you need, to lower, you need to lower yourself a little bit. But know your role. That's what Paul's saying. I, I love how he says it too. Like, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought. It's not saying you can't think highly of yourself. But there's, there's a level of being understanding of where you're at. And we get back to this identity in Christ piece. 
Who are you? Who has Christ made you to be? How can you live that out in community? Not just to get something, but how do you live out who you are in community? And the second one is this. I think this is really important that we don't really step into much, is remain accountable to each other. I think one of the best parts of, of the life group, and I, I love that Phil and Vicki like, promoted life groups. It's so important. We've been talking about it for the last couple months. Part of being in community is having accountability. It's having people who are going to remind you of what your faith is about. People are gonna, who, who are going to remind you why you're doing what you're doing. People are going to be there when you're, when you're in those tough times and you need somebody to say, you got this. God loves you. We're here for you. I, I, can't, I see so many lonely people, so many people who don't have a support in their lives. And here we are, again, I talked about priorities. It's like, well, if I don't have this and 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 this and this and this, then we'll go to a life group or we'll jump into a life group or maybe we'll go to church or I'll watch it later and then don't watch it later. I, I, I don't say this for my own ego. I've seen it, and I know the importance. When you actually care about your spiritual life, when you care about your community, when you care about these things, that will impact what you do. And if this church is going to grow, if we're going to see people come to know Christ, if we're going to see people flourish in their faith, it's going to take all of us. It's going to take all of us stepping into our roles, knowing our roles, having humility, serving together, and being willing to see, to see a goal accomplished. I want Powell to be different because of this church. I want the people of Powell to know that this is a place that they can come and hear about Jesus and know that they're safe and loved and to give them purpose, for them to see their identity. There's, there's plenty of people. There's, there's hurting people all around us. There's people who don't, don't know what they're going to do this week don't know where they're going to turn to, don't have community. And we can sit here, we can do church, and we can feel good, or we can say, you know what, I'm going to take up that call, and I'm going to be the church. I'm going to be the church to my neighbors. I'm going to invite them to church. And I'm going to serve not only them, I'm going to serve the people of this congregation. That's what we need. We can play church, we can keep doing this, or we can say, you know what, there's something we want to accomplish and I know it takes more than just me. I know it takes more than just Jason or CR or Chrissy or any of our other leaders. It takes all of us. Humble service, seeing the bigger picture, knowing that you're a part of something bigger. And that's what I hope that we're seeing with these press stories. There's so many great stories of lives being changed. And I'm like, we need more of that. We need more stories. We need more people stepping in. Like Vicky said, I think it was great. Thanks, Vicky, for saying it. It's like the amount that she feels like she's taken by, by her service, by her just stepping in and saying, where, where do you need me? I'm like, man, you've done so much. And she's saying, I've gotten so much more. And I think that's just a testament to the Spirit of God working, to you all, to the community. It's beautiful. Dylan, you can come up. Know your role. Remain accountable to each other. Humble service. 
This is bigger than each of us, and yet we all are connected. We're all needed. I don't say that in like a cliche way, like we are all needed. I, I, I say this, and I think people miss it. When you, when you aren't here, maybe you're somebody watching online or you're somebody who's gonna be watching later this week because they couldn't come to church today. When you miss, something is missing. Like your presence makes a difference. I don't think we own up to that. And, and that's the accountability piece. Be accountable to the, to, the, to, the bigger, to the bigger body. Yes, you're gonna miss some Sundays. Yes, you're gonna miss life groups. Life's gonna happen, but make it a priority and understand the power that you bring to that situation. It matters. Know your role, remain accountable, humble service, we can do this. There's a lot, of, a lot of good happening because of people like you. Let's pray. God, I, I pray that, that we each here today would, would recognize, embrace, and understand the role that we, that we play in this community. That we would have humility that we would put one another above ourselves. But God, I do pray there'd be a passion there, that it wouldn't just be some passive thing, some passive humility, but that we would honestly just have a drive to see you work in and through us and in and through this, this, this church, to see your kingdom grow, to see more people embrace their identity in you, And God, we thank you for the opportunity it is that we get to play a part in that. Something bigger than ourselves. God, keep us humble, but also give us strength and give us wisdom in all that we do. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. I'm gonna ask you to stand and join us as we sing this last song. The song is who you say I am. And again, it's just a remembrance of who we are because of who he is. Let's worship together.